Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. We are so glad that you found us. Thanks for joining us for Growing in Grace. I'm Mike. Joel right over there across the room from me about five miles away and uh, <laughs> we're doing this all on the internet just probably like how you're listening to us and we are uh, thrilled with the response that we get uh, we, we love hearing from people so uh, whenever you have a minute just drop a line and say hi and if the program is an encouragement to you that's an encouragement to us so we, we like to hear that stuff how you doing Joel I'm doing good and yeah growing in grace the name of the program and Cap, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You know, we obviously we've talked about this plenty of times over the years, but maybe just an on-the-spot question: When you think of growing in grace, what comes to your mind when you when you think of that phrase? That's a good question. For me personally, uh, a lot of it still comes back to growing in uh, some things that I've already heard about or learned, gaining a better understanding of my identity in Christ, this, this new nature that's been given to me, and just being more established in my understanding of that. That uh, I truly, uh, something I think you said at the end of the last program, I truly am loved unconditionally. I truly am already forgiven. It's not something I'm trying to attain to anymore. It's not something I'm hoping God will do for me. It's something he's already done. And so uh, those kinds of things, uh, you know, I know we've quoted uh, James Richards before on this, Joel, but in relation to what we talked about at the beginning of the last program last week, one of the biggest battles that we have in this life is the battle of identity. And so I, I just want to stay established and, and, and grow in my understanding of the grace that has already been provided. I mean, for some people, grace is just something you do right before uh, you eat a meal. And uh, it's a whole lot more than that. Yeah, it's it's true. And as you were just talking there, I was looking on my cell phone. I and I was my old cell phone. Our friend Leonard, who I mentioned last week on the program, he had sent me this text text message one time, and it's not there. Unfortunately, I deleted it. Oh, no, no, no. There it is. It's right. It was. <laughs> I archived it. <laughs> uh, the word grow. Here's here's what um, this text message from Leonard said. The word grow teaches to expand what already exists. And so it's to me, you know, growing in grace is really growing in that expression of what God has already made us to be. As we've talked about before, God has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's not like he's giving us more. It's not like he's giving us more grace. It's not like he's making us more godly, more holy, more righteous. But growing is, indeed, like, like you were talking about, understanding the, the truth of who we already are, understanding our identity, and growing in that. And that is, again, not becoming more of something, but that expression, you know, be, perhaps becoming more and more because we've, we've learned more and more about the truth of what we, again, already are. And so instead of um, struggling to try to become something, we're actually living out of the, the truth of who we already are. And, you know, last week I had kind of brought up uh, Psalm 92, but it says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow 
like a cedar in Lebanon. Uh, it says something else about being uh, about flourishing, and then it says they shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. And so I'm thinking if if a person doesn't feel like that's describing their life, if they don't feel fresh and flourishing in the Lord, I think it's 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 not that they need to become more of something. But it's, it's a matter of growing in these foundational truths of, of the gospel and uh, realizing that God has already made them something. That in and, of, in and of itself, just understanding that God has already made me righteous. I'm already holy. I'm already sanctified. I'm already everything that I need to be. God has already done that for me. That can create a revolution in a person's life. And they can, instead of trying to become something, they can begin living, as you were talking about last week, Cap, from a state of rest and relaxation, just knowing that God is already in them. And, and they don't need to do anything except know more and more about who they already are. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly it. This kind of stuff started to change my life. Once I realized that unconditional love had already been extended to me. I mean, that I didn't know what that was. I've been a Christian for years. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And it changed my life. It was so exciting. You know, what's God expecting from you and me? Nothing. All he's looking for is for us to, to trust not only in his completed work that has already taken place, but to, to trust, to, to have confidence in, to, to be assured that he will express himself and live his life through us. You know, we, we talk about, and, and, and legalists can do this just as good as me, keep our eyes on Jesus. we got to keep our eyes on him. And uh, usually the legalist is doing just the exact opposite of that. They might say, keep your eyes on Jesus, but they're really saying uh, in many other ways, uh, they're suggesting that uh, our eyes are being kept on ourselves mm -hmm. because it's, it's not about you and me anymore. We just simply abide in him. It's not about, you know, trying to do everything right or feel bad when you, when you do something wrong. And by the way, when, when, you, when you do something wrong, uh, God isn't disappointed in you. He's not mad at you. His anger was taken out on Jesus Christ at the cross. His love for you is, is always there. It's always rushing at you, and, and it never stops. Mm -hmm. it, it never stops. It, it's, it's constant. It's continuous. It's eternal. It's never ending. And uh, he, God just doesn't turn off the, he just doesn't turn it off. <laughs> it's, just, it's, who, it's who he is. It's his nature. And it's become your nature as well, this, this nature of love. And, you know, I think each and every single one of us, because of Christ in us, we've got this desire. You know, it, it, it's, it's the difference between thinking that I've got to go and do works for God, and uh, the difference between that and realizing that, wow, I have these desires to, to do things, because that's, you know, to love people, to serve, and to, and to go out and, and whatever the desires that God has put on your heart, uh, to go out and do those things. And, and, you know, that's a natural desire for people. And, and the difference, of course, again, comes down to whether it's, is it me trying to do these things for God? Or is it me resting in him and him doing these things? And so, you know, I, I heard this uh, thing a few years back about a palm tree and uh, the fruit that a palm tree bears. Of course, the fruit on a palm tree is coconuts. And you look at a palm tree, and the, the fascinating thing about a palm tree is that it doesn't bear any fruit for the first 
10 years or so. Different breeds have different things. Some are seven years and some are different. But that doesn't mean that there's no life in that tree. That doesn't mean that eventually those coconuts aren't going to be aren't going to come out. But what that palm tree does is it spends those years digging its roots deep down into the soil. And that's what I would call in the Christian life the fertile soil of grace. Just digging those roots deep 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 down into the soil, having, you know, plentiful water. And as the illustration was also given to me, if you look at a palm tree, its palm leaves are all spread out, kind of like it, you know, and the trunk might be just slightly bent over, almost as if it's just spreading out its hands, its arms, and, and just looking into the face of God. That's the position that we need to be in, just simply, and again, not the focus on us, not the focus on bearing fruit or, or anything, whatever your idea of bearing fruit is, uh, just the whole idea that our face is towards God. You know, that's a mindset, really, that we're talking about, just realizing that He is everything that we need and letting our, fr- our, our roots be grounded and rooted more and more into this wonderful, fertile soil of grace. It just comes natural as you learn to to rest in him. That's just my personal experience, Joel. It just seems to come more natural for me. So in areas where I've grown, like what you kind of said earlier, is it's I think it's it's growing in my understanding of Christ in me, you know, the the hope of glory. I mean the what what the gospel really is. I I'm not becoming I, I'm not striving to become a better person. Am I a better person? No, not in Christ. I've already been perfected in him. Now, there may be some things here outwardly and in, in the fruit-bearing department and that sort of thing where, where maybe, I, I have, maybe I have improved in, in some of those areas. But it's not because I've improved like a self-improvement, uh, self-motivation kind of thing. It's, it's just simply knowing more about who I am in Christ. And if there are better results because of that, I don't know if there are or not, but if they are, it's all because of him and me learning how to rest and trust in him more and, and his life being expressed through me. And so I, I don't feel any pressure to, uh, to have to go out and, and do great things for God. I, I don't feel any pressure for that at all because I know that no matter what I am and what, whatever, whatever little insignificant thing it may be, whether it's related to you know religious things, spiritual things, church things, or whether it's just stuff related to the, the everyday things we do in life. I, I just know that the life that's within me is just so ever-present to me, Joel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I realize sometimes, you know, I talk to people on the phone a lot during the course of the day, and there are times where I have to kind of realize that... Um, all of a sudden, it's as if something just kicks in. I'm not trying to do anything, but I can just sense the life of Christ in me. And there's just sort of a reaction that just spills out sometimes. It's not anything spiritual all the time. It's just a certain integrity and virtue that wants to flow out of me because I've become more aware, more conscious of this, uh, this life and this love that, that just uh, flows through me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I love about this, these illustrations of the palm tree and the cedar of Lebanon, because the, you know, they're not trying 
to bear fruit. They they don't spend their time trying. You know, it's not like this. It's not as if they're struggling and striving. Oh man, I just it's been eight years. It's been nine years, and there's no fruit. Oh, and and so I better start. Get, I I better just struggle and strive to work for God. Uh, but really, like I said, you know, they just spend that time resting in God, so to speak. You know, putting it in human terms, just resting their face towards. God, their trust in God, their roots digging down into grace and in God's unconditional love. You know, the cedar of Lebanon, I heard about these trees, they they are planted a lot of times near fresh water, and their roots grow really, really deep into the ground, and that fresh water uh, and, the, and the good soil, it just helps them to naturally, I like that, I think you used that word a little bit earlier, naturally, it's just a natural thing. They're not struggling and striving to become these big, mighty trees that bear all this wonderful fruit, but they're just resting. They're just resting where they are, where God has put them. And again, so that, I think that's the life of the Christian. It's it's not our responsibility to grow. It's not our responsibility to bear fruit, but it, it comes naturally as we simply rest in the, the wonderful, unconditional love and the grace of of God, and uh, we'll get to see the results of it. You know, from time to time, we, we see these things happen in our lives that we never would have imagined it, that never could have happened if the focus was on us. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.